Welcome, folks. Another hot week for yours truly, Bubs. Larry, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing wonderful. Um, <laughs> I was at a golf tournament, um, but I'm all caught up. Um, week three is in the books. Um, 2 and 0 on locks. 2 and 0 on more locks, but, I mean, I didn't have a good week. Uh, <laughs> um, not great. Um, and, I mean, we lost another powerhouse. Um, so, I, it is going to be a wild year. I think the playoff is wide open now. So, uh, who knows? Who loses a powerhouse? Oh, Ohio, oh, Ohio State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Come on. Come all right, on. all right, all right. <laughs> all right. We're going to give you picks. We got money. We're ready to go. Let's start the top club. So, first off, you know, a lot of college football news that took place this week. Uh, we'll get into the recap of our games. We've got two highlight games today. We got Bama versus Florida, uh, Auburn versus Penn State. Both are our only two top 25 ranked games for this upcoming week. We're going to talk about. And then, as always, we're going to give you our picks for the week, our locks. I actually have two, maybe three locks. Can, can you do that? Can you have multiple locks in a, in a, on a card? I mean, you're hot right now, so I think I'll let it go. I All right. But you have the better record. I do. So I, I think I'll let you crash and burn here. It's only week three. Like you said, there's only two games that are ranked versus ranked opponents. So have at it. Well, I'll let the listeners know. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. If you want to go 0 3 this week and more locks, I mean, go for it. So we'll let the listeners know real quick. Larry and I chatted real quick before the call. Again, we don't share our cards beforehand. We don't share our topics, our talking points, nothing. We want live reactions for the folks. Larry did tell me, though, he had a money line dog as one of his picks. Is that still true, Larry? Oh, yeah. yeah All right. So, so wrong with that dog. He said that, and I didn't have the biggest of cards. I went through, reviewed the games again. My card went from five games to, I don't know, I think I'm up to like 10, 11, maybe 12. So let's go. Anyways, so, oh, go ahead. I mean, so granted to Bubs, he did hit a money line dog last week. I did. So uh, good on him. I thought I'd try to get give you guys one this week. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I guess I also talked him into getting a bigger card. So uh, you're welcome, everybody. Hey, Props a lot. Props a lot. All right, let's recap some of the news, and then we'll talk about some of our picks from last week. So a couple of things I want to talk about right off the bat is Clay Helton fired at USC. I want to start by saying I had a parlay with Iowa Moneyline, pick I gave to listeners. Uh, a number of other of my picks, I went 9-2 last week. We'll talk about that in a second. But all my Moneyline favorites, I threw them all in there. I was about to win two grand, like 2200 I think it was. The only thing I needed left was USC money line, not 17 and a half spread money line against Stanford. They lost. Clay Hilton got fired. Uh, tough. Uh, I did not see that coming at all. First off, a um, couple of the coaching candidates that I had in mind that are going to replace it. First off, their interim coach Larry, is probably one of the best recruiters in the nation from everything I've read. However, I don't think that's going to translate into head coaching. Um, I'm sure he'll get a job somewhere down the line or, you know, have, you know, a big influence on the role itself. However, I really came down to 
my first pick is Bill O'Brien. I think Nick Saban's coaching tree that he has where he just goes, you send coaches to Nick Saban, they get better, and then they go land another Power 5 job. So I think Clay Helton and Bill O'Brien switch roles next year. Just my two cents, Bill O'Brien, uh, definitely on Saban's staff right now. And I saw something from Schefter today that um, Kansas City's offensive coordinator, uh, I can't think of his name, but he was highly touted. He was on like the head coaching radar this offseason in the NFL. Apparently, he looks to be the leading choice running into this. But, Larry, do you have any like opinions or thoughts on who you think might be or any wild cards? Uh, I do. Um, I mean, I'm going to go the player route here. Okay. Um, I like Carson Palmer um, okay. or even Matthew Leinart. I know Leinart's on the call right now with Reggie Bush. Um, okay. I'd have to even look up what Carson Palmer is doing right now. But if, if they want to go the ex-player route, um, I think it would be smart to bring in uh, a wild card um, like Carson Palmer. I mean, I think it's a crazy decision to do this week too. Uh, Um, but I mean, that's just the track record they have. Um, Bill O'Brien's actually under the Bill Belichick coaching tree, but he was so bad for the Texans. He was awful. Um, I think he needs the time under Nick Saban. So maybe they stick with the interim guy to finish out the year. Um, but well, I mean, we'll see what happens. I mean, I, I would love a ex player to come in and, change that culture because that seems like what they need um because it's i mean it's crazy to fire your coach after a one and one part yeah yeah so two things to that statement is number one bill o'brien coached at penn state was a great coach he moved to the houston texans and he was like the head coach gm there or some shit like that can't pull that jerry jones shit only jerry jones can pull that shit number two is that I would usually tell you that is an outlandish, crazy statement, having Carson Palmer be considered as a head coach. But of all schools in college football that this might work for, USC is the one. You know, if you watch the documentary on 30 for 30, how they used to talk about how they used to go to clubs, to L.A., to all these different places, and they were like stars of the town. Like, Duke could bring in some pop. I mean, if he's got some skills. So I like the pick. Um, We'll have to see what comes. More to come on that. Uh, next thing here is that, you know, we have a video coming out this week. I was boots on the ground in Ames, Iowa, tailgating Iowa, Iowa state. It was definitely a fun experience, a learning experience for me. First time I've ever done man on the street. So getting people's reactions, trying to find drunk individuals, trying to cut that up, edit it as we speak. So hoping to have that out either tonight, which Wednesday is when we usually release these or Thursday, you'll have that footage just a little something, something on the side. Uh, Larry, did you watch the Iowa State game? I did. Um, I was wrong. Um, <laughs> Iowa State, not good at football. Um, but, I mean, I, I think Iowa, they have a legit chance to contend for a Big Ten title. The rate that their defense is turning over the ball is unreal. And if they can keep doing that, um, if your defense can do that well and turn over the ball, it changes everything. Um, I think I, it's, it's unreal. Um, Iowa, I mean, blew them out. Um, Did. I mean, yeah, I mean, we had boots on the ground and um, you were there amongst all the Iowa State fans, I'm sure. And they were probably pumped before the game. 
it was probably to tell you the truth, like 60, 40, Iowa state, Iowa. Um, but I want to kind of go back to something you said, you said they have a chance to stand or to contend for the big 10 championship. Uh, we're I, I, at, I, no, we're looking for the natty baby. We're looking for the natty. So we'll talk more about last week's games here in a second, but Lair, remember that we're going for the natty. Um, next up Jacksonville state Hail Mary pass to end the game. I think it was 57 yards. Probably one of the most pitiful displays of defense I've ever seen. Florida State was playing like 4-3, like attack. Like they were blitzing folks on that play, which sometimes I can, I can kind of see that. But when the ball went up, dude caught it for Jacksonville State, broke a tackle. And from when he broke the tackle, because I'm not going to say I could have broken the tackle, but from when he broke the tackle, I could have scored. They, everyone just gave up. It was pitiful. It was sad. Um, kind of just transitions into the next point. Notre Dame sinks too. That game that we saw week one, Notre Dame, Florida State, it was a great game, right? Uh, Mackenzie Milton comes in, starts playing well. But Notre Dame, they almost lost to, I think it was Toledo. They had to come down on a fourth quarter drive. Jack Doan had to football guy it up and pop his finger back in to throw a, a touchdown to uh, Michael Myers or whatever his name, Friday the 13th guy, uh, number 87, the tight end for uh, Notre Dame to win the game. So I think it just comes to the conclusion that, wow, we got, we got bamboozled on week one, uh, Florida state, Notre Dame, not good. Uh, my opinion only um, last thing that we want to talk about, or I want to talk about here is just, Texas A&M, number seven in the nation. The quarterback's out. I think six to eight weeks is the last report I saw. Uh, the backup had to come in and win the game for them. Definitely a tough scene at Texas A&M. I don't see them staying in the top 10 for long. Um, you know, you lose your starting quarterback. That's a big, big thing that from, um, from a team mentality standpoint. And you have this guy come in who hasn't been taking reps from you from spring practice. He's been playing second team all year. And now he's going to come in and lead your team. I think uh, Jimbo Fisher's got a test on his hands, and um, we'll, we'll see what happens. But enough about the kind of the storylines. Let's talk about our cards. Uh, Larry, do you want to start or should I start? Okay. We have one more game to recap from last week. Oh, yes, please. Let's do I was wrong about Ohio State, but I was more wrong about Oregon. And their, <laughs> their offense. Yeah. Uh, Ohio State. So Ohio State didn't play bad on offense. Mm -hmm. CJ Stroud still threw three touchdowns. His one interception was it was late. It was very late. It was to tie the game. I, I, I some could say the game was already over by that point. Um there's only I only think there was a couple seconds left on the clock for that interceptions. He still had three touchdowns. Um they were able to run the ball decently, but their defense stunk. They couldn't <laughs> tackle. They couldn't stop. Uh, Verdell, the running back for Oregon, he had 20 carries for 160 and two touchdowns. Um, yep. He was at eight yards a carry. And the quarterback also had 10 carries for 65 yards, um, averaging six yards a carry. Ohio State couldn't tackle. They couldn't stop Oregon at all. Mm -hmm. um, I, 
I thought they had a good, de- a decent defense that was bigger and stronger. But I mean, maybe that Minnesota game seems like I don't was that a, that was might have been maybe Minnesota's not that good. Okay, Minnesota is definitely. I agree with you on that. But I mean, if you take the first half of that game when they were winning and they were leading before Muhammad Ibrahim got hurt, like we talked about on last week's podcast, he had like twenty carries for like one hundred eighty yards or some shit like that. So I agree with you. The run defense might not be there, and that's definitely going to present a problem, especially in the Big Ten. When these cold months come up and you're fucking just grounding and pounding, watch out. I think that's a good good observation there. Um, but, yeah, terrible. I, also, I, I mean, I, I got burned by the, I got burned by the total. I had, I had over 63 and a half. It, it finished at 63. Um would have liked for Ohio State to score and tie the game because I also had Ohio State minus, I don't know, two, yeah. two touchdowns. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, I, yeah, I mean, we lose number three in the country. I'm going to say it again. I already said it last week about Clemson. Ohio State season's far from over. Oregon could be good. Oregon could win out. We actually had that pick from Bear. Bear gave us – that pick for them to win the North. Mm-hmm. I gave it for them to win the Pac-12 um, with a U- Utah loss, too. Utah got upset by BYU. Yeah. Um, so look out for Oregon. I, I mean, this is a huge out-of-conference win for them. This may put them in the playoffs, but they have to win out. They can't lose to another Pac-12 team. They mm-hmm. have to win, out win that championship. So, I mean, we might be looking at uh, your ASU Devils versus the Oregon Ducks in the Pac-12 championship, winner gets the playoff spot. Because if you look at it, uh, you know, in the Pac-12 South, USC's out. UCLA, pretty good team. We'll talk more about them in here in a second. ASU, I think this is all they – I mean, they're the next big contender. Speaking of that, we talked about my Heisen, Heisman hopefuls. You know, we thought they were kind of dead. Jaden Daniels, 13 carries for – 122 rushing yards, two TD passes last week. Had a great game. Watch out for this kid. If he fucking takes him to the Pac-12 championship and wins, I stand by my uh, Arizona State in the playoff pick. So just we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, any other storylines you want to talk through, Larry? Uh, I, I think that's it. I mean, I, I, I we can recap a couple quick games. Uh, Mortal lock, shot to clears. They, they – <laughs> They win easily. They cover the spread not so easily. Um, They're minus 26 and a half. They beat Kansas by 27 Friday night. Whiteout, I mean, Bob Key said this, Kansas stinks at football. Um, And the total, the total hit easily. My mortal lock was close to minus. I think I had them 25 and a half. I had them 26 and a half. I had them wherever you wanted, but they covered. They won by 27. The over went over easily. Um, go shot to clears. Um, they're going to move up the ranks again since other teams are other teams in the top are losing. Um, I I so I mean I missed the two major games, but I also hit App State plus eight and a half. App yep. State could on that game. Uh, Miami stinks. Derrick King's just not that good. App State hung around with them that whole game. Um, Peoples, the running back from App State's real good. Um, be on the lookout for Coastal at App State. That's going to probably be for the Sun Belt. Oh, yeah. Um, it's going to be an awesome game to watch. It's it's at App State, so it's in the mountains in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, 
It'll be awesome. Wait, um, Appalachian State is in North Carolina? Yeah, it's like Boone, North Carolina in the mountains. What about in coastal Carolinas in South Carolina, right? Oh, right. sorry. Keep going. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I had to coastal's make at, yeah. yeah, coastal's at the beach. Got it, got it, got it. Oh, is that where they come? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, let's go. Um, I, I, did I, what else did I have on my card? I'll tell you what you had on your card. So you had Coastal Carolina was your lock hit. Coastal Carolina over hit. You had Ohio State, Ohio State, uh, ISU. We kind of talked about a little bit. Do you even want to talk a little bit more about that game, or should we kind of call it? No, no, I got two. So two more to talk about. Okay. I, I'm done with those major games. Basically, um, I keep betting against Penn State. Hold on tight because it might happen again this week. But Ball State plus 22 didn't cover. Penn State kind of blew them out. Ball yeah. State, I said Ball State would take care of the ball. Their quarterback had two interceptions. Didn't <laughs> help again. Um, and the other one was TCU, or TCU minus 11 and a half. TCU barely won the game. Yeah. Uh, you're a big TCU guy. They yeah. couldn't take, they almost blew it to uh, Cal. And I think Cal, Cal's just not good at football. So TCU's got some work to do, but yeah. um, they now have some leeway with Iowa State losing. Um, so I, I don't think, they're they're not completely done. Um, no. Obviously, the win, um, but they should have beat Cal. Um, and the only other one I had was Liberty minus five, and that covered easily. That was nice. Um, I talked to Bob's like, I mean, I might just have to focus on mid majors and stay away from. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, everybody was on Clemson. Everybody was on OSU the last two weeks, and I mean, it didn't work out. <laughs> All right. I mean, so, well, first off, I mean, we got to get Coastal Carolina, Appalachian State. We got to get that on game day. That, I think, would be a wild thing. I would even fly down to come see you and get boots on the ground down there to come see that game. But, no, I mean, you got your lock right. That's what's most important. Uh, my card, I had uh, Iowa plus four and a half, easy winner. I also took Coastal Carolina minus 25. Oh, I was going to say, that game wasn't, like, close or anything like that, like you mentioned. But from a gambling perspective, God, that was fucking great because it came down to the end. Um, Kansas could have technically kicked a field goal. It was like fourth and goal maybe, fourth on the 15 or something. But, wow, from a gambling perspective, that was awesome. So that was a definite hit. Great pick, Blair. Uh, Oregon plus 14.5, straight-up winner. Rutgers uh, beat Syracuse by 10. They were two-and-a-half-point favorites. Count that. Georgia minus 25. I made that pick with JT Daniels as a starter and then like the day after he gets like hey i have an oblique injury they still win by like 60 i think uh maybe 49 uh tcu minus 10 yep i had that i lost uh i want to say something though real quick and it's kind of transitions into my next one uh i had arkansas plus six and a half they beat texas straight up by like 20 points so if you look at the big 12 uh oklahoma who knows about rattler he's wild card something we both agree on Iowa State, loss. Texas, loss. Uh, you can keep going down the Big 12, and it's not looking good. I mean, like I said, these teams, the winner of the Big 12, might have two losses, might have three losses. I said that as one of my bold predictions. Sticking to it. Uh, Michigan, my six and a half. Cade McNamara tore it up, took care of business. That was one of my easier games. USC, my 17 and a half. God damn, that pissed me off so much. That was, that was a tough tough one especially with my parlay 
Uh, Iowa CU team total under 25 and a half. Iowa extends its streak now to 24 games, holding teams under 25 points. So I think that was just an outstanding pick. And then I also had Iowa money line, but we know how the game turned out. It was great. It was tough. Uh, it was a good atmosphere, good environment. When Iowa State play each other, it's usually like, yeah, we hate the other team, but like we're Iowans. So it was like a good atmosphere for football. A lot of, you know, back and forth between the teams, but everyone kept it cool. So definitely just like the best place to be on a Saturday afternoon for football. So definitely appreciative of that and hope to get that video out soon. So should we talk our big games there? Yeah, just one quick. Okay, go ahead. Great pick on Arkansas. I really like their quarterback. He's AJ Jefferson. I told you that he's huge. And he's, I mean, looking at his stats, not that great, but didn't matter. Uh, he's more of a running back than he, or he's more of a runner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I mean, he looked really good in that game. Um, but I, so the, the college playoff this year, I, I don't know, like it's normally got three or four teams that have run the table. Yeah. I don't know if we're going to see – I don't think we're going to see that. Like, we might only have one team that runs the table this year. Um, but I think it's wide open, which is actually awesome for college football. Oh, it's yeah. normally It's going to be Alabama or Georgia is going to run the table, and then everyone else is going to go in with one loss. I mean, I, I, that's how I personally think it's going to go. I don't want to say I was going to lose, but we fucking we, – we do – we we – I don't want to talk about it. See, I start stuttering when I talk about it. It just gets me so frustrated. Um, all right, let's chat some big games. Just kidding. I have to take a pee. So I had to. Right. Gotta mark myself so I know where to edit it at. Okay. Get up when you get up and crack a beer. That's where you fucking. Edit it well, no, I can only see video. Like it just you have to. Yeah, anyways. Okay, so we have two highlighted games for this week. Our only two top twenty-five matches: number one, Auburn versus Penn State. And then number two, Bama, Florida. Uh, let's talk the lines real quick. And then, Larry, I'm going to kick it over to you. So for the game this week, we'll start with Auburn, Penn State. We have Auburn right now, six-point dogs. It's, again, at Penn State, over-under set at 53. Larry, let's hear what you got. Uh, yeah, so this is this is game day. Game day is going to be there. This is uh, whiteout Saturday night at Happy Valley. It is confirmed game day is going to Penn State. Uh, I don't know. I'm pretty sure it is though. <laughs> All right, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> this is, I know this is, this is the Saturday night, uh, ABC game. Yo, okay. That makes sense. Yep. Yep. The, the other games on CBS. So I'm, I'm yep. like 99.9% sure it's game day. will be there yep. at Happy Valley. It is the whiteout. 
Uh, Happy Valley's going to be nuts. Yeah. Uh, so with that said, quick preview, Auburn's number 22. Auburn's wins are over Akron and Alabama State. Neither are impressive, but Bo Nix has looked pretty good. They put up 60 both weeks, but that's what they should be doing. Um, the only positive, I think, is they weren't, they weren't looking ahead. They took care of business last week. Um, but, I mean, neither game is, is going to compare to what they're going to see out of Penn State. Penn State's wins are over Wisconsin, which is the most notable win on both of these teams at Wisconsin, Camp Randall. Um, they're also Their other win was Ball State last week. We just talked about that a little. I've bet against them both weeks. Uh, you bet against them week one. Their defense is top 15 in the country. They had two interceptions last week, two interceptions week one. Um, it's going to be bumping at Happy Valley Saturday night. Um, it's going to be crazy. Um, I watched Auburn. I, I love Auburn. I like Bo Nix. I like Tank Bigsby. They have another running back, Sean Shelvers. He's a he's 5'7", but 200 pounds, he runs so hard, knocking people over. They also have another rookie um, running back, Jarquez Hunter. They're fast. They're big. They're going to be different than – they're going to be way different than Wisconsin and Ball State. Oh, yeah. They're just not as big, athletic, and quick. Um, the key to the game is Bonex has to take care of the ball. Yep. And that is a huge key because he was <laughs> so bad at that last year. Yep, yep, I agree. And, I, I mean, a couple things here on Penn State. Um, I, their, their defense is very good. Um, but that that was against it's, – it's, it's against a different type of offense. They don't have the same speed, the Spain electricity as Auburn. Sean Clifford's actually been good. Um, we've, we've talked bad about him both weeks. Uh, but Sean Clifford's been pretty good, and so is Noah Kane, their running back. Um, but I, I, I actually like Auburn to bring some pressure and give some different looks to Clifford. Um, if they can get to him, I don't think Clifford will be running all over Auburn. They're going to they're gonna put a, a guy on him. He'll be a spotter. He'll, he'll, he'll follow him around the field. Um, and he's going to hit Sean Clifford a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And I, I We've said it multiple times. I mean, Cliff, there's nothing behind Clifford, so um, watch out for that. Yep. So, uh, any, oh, go ahead. Any, anything to add on? Yeah. So, I mean, my only two statistics that I was able to look up, I mean, outside of what you mentioned here, is number one is that the Tigers are 0 and 4 against spreading their last four games as underdogs. And Penn State, obviously, 6-0 in their last uh, six against the spread. One interesting stat that I did find out is that since 2004, Penn State is 8-8 eight and eight straight up during a whiteout game. You would think at home, um, you know, whiteout game, nighttime, you know, things are going crazy. No, they're 500. And don't get me wrong, they do play good teams when they have whiteout games. But still, 8-8, eight and eight, you're playing 500 when you have the specialty game. It's a little odd. And then my other stat, my last stat, I guess, is that I know the over-under for this game is 53. I didn't go look at the over-under for uh, all the games since 2004 when they had a whiteout because I specialize in just whiteout games, is that if you use 53 as the baseline for all their games, like for the over-under, 
10 and six, the under hits under 53. They're usually low scoring games, which again is the complete opposite. If you were to ask me to make, make a prediction before him, I would say, yeah, they're probably 12 and four straight up. The over probably hits, you know, points are flying. No, it's complete opposite. They're 500 straight up. The unders 10 and six with a 53 baseline. Don't get me wrong. I don't know year to day. They didn't have much fucking time to look that shit up, but Larry, what's your pick? Uh, so I'm picking Auburn plus six, but real okay. quick, they've only ever played each other twice. And the last time they played each other was 2003. So, I mean, I, you're tempting me to take the under with that. Because, <laughs> cause, I mean, I was looking at the, the under 53 and I, these teams don't know each other. I, I could see a lot of feel it out early. Um, mm-hmm. I know Auburn's going to run the ball a lot. And I, I think Penn state will too. Um, so I, I could see Big Ten football there early, um, yeah. but I, I plus six is too many points. I think Auburn's too – they're too big. They're too quick. They're explosive. I mean, Tanks Bigsby is an absolute monster. Mm-hmm. The, the wild card is Bo next. Take care of the ball. Um, he, he, if he has no turnovers, they could win outright. Um, but taking the six points here. Um, but, I mean, the under 53 is tempting. Um, what, what do you got here? Uh, I- you know, last week we were a house divided. We never hit the same picks. We were a complete opposite. I'm going Auburn plus six, man. There's nothing that, that I've seen so far in Penn State's game that has shown that they can compete with an SEC team. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's at home, white out, all that shit, whatever. These SEC players ain't going to mess around. And I told a buddy of this, uh, a buddy of mine this this week is that Unfortunately, I hate to say it because I'm a Big Ten guy. Big Ten's weak this year. It's sad, man. And I think when you put up a team like Penn State against a team like Auburn, neither of these teams are going to the playoff. Let's get that straight right now. Neither of these teams are going to their conference championship. Let's get that straight. But when you compare them head-to-head, I I would almost take Auburn money line, but I like the points just to be safe. And – I don't like team totals, so I'm not going to play it. I just want to throw the stat out for the listeners. So I'm going Auburn six. Uh, are you going to play the total? No, I was, too back, forth, I was too back on fourth on it today. Yep. Uh, I'm going to stay away from the total. All right. We got a tub club double. We're both going Auburn plus six for our first key game. Let's switch it over to Bama, Florida. Uh, right now, again, let me pull up the spreads. But as of the time of this podcast, we have Bama as a 15 and a half point favorite over under set at 59. This game is played in Gamesville at Florida. Uh, Larry, let's hear some info. Yeah, so this is uh, this is a rematch of the 2020 SEC championship game. Um, but that was Kyle Trask at Florida, and they had a bunch that was, I mean, Kyle Pitts. Um, it's it, I watched some Florida of I, so they have they're two and zero they beat U uh, USF yep. South Florida last week yep. and Florida Atlantic uh, week one yep um, this isn't this isn't the same Florida team that we saw last year <laughs> uh, far very far from it to be honest um, Bama Bama has the most notable win over Miami week one and that I, I don't even know if it's notable. I think the ACC is also way down this year. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Miami, they just, they barely escaped app state at home 
Um, and then, I mean, Bama just beat up on Mercer last week. They probably didn't even play anyone. Um, so, I mean, Bama's going to be well-rested here. We know what Bama is. I mean, Bryce Young is probably – I mean, he's got to be in the top four for Heisman right now if he keeps playing how he's playing. Um, Brian Robinson Jr. looks pretty good. Yep. Uh, me, they just have a ton of weapons out there. Um, they're deep. Um, they're quick. They're fast. Um, I, I, so I watched Florida's quarterbacks, and I'm so confused. I got some uh, good info on them. Yeah. So, I mean, it's Emory Jones who's played the majority of the snaps. He's yeah. 6 2, 2 11, but he threw two interceptions in both games. Back. Threw two interceptions at University of Southern Florida and two at Florida Atlantic in two weeks. He got four interceptions. Yeah. Um, the rookie, Anthony Richardson, looks like he could be a stud. He's 6'4, 236. Mm -hmm. He only threw the ball three times three completions like two touchdowns mm -hmm. um and he also ran for like i don't know 75 yards off like three rushes i was so confused watching them they play emory jones and i think i don't know i think they stand by emory jones as their starter but he stinks yeah so i'm glad you brought up the quarterback battle or not even a battle because mullen has already said that emory jones is our quarterback so the only thing i really saw on him is that he's got the experience right they, they called out a couple of his plays where he switched to play at the line and they don't think that Richardson would have had the ability to do that. Right. Or not the ability, but just the knowledge to do that. But then it kind of translates into like, all right, well, Emory, if you're smart enough to make the, 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 the line or the play change at the line of scrimmage, why the fuck are you throwing back-to-back double pick games against fucking shitty things? Like don't add up uh, to add to your stat right there. Yeah, he had 160 yards rushing as a quarterback in garbage time. Didn't start the game. So it was the most rushing yards by a quarterback since 2012. Another little fun stat I found. Um, the one, uh, there's a quote I'm going to quote right here. One of the articles I was reading. <clears throat> Florida appears to be a run-heavy team this year, which could play right into the strength of Alabama D. Two weeks in, they're giving up just 67 yards a game on the ground, that being Alabama. Well, the reason they were giving up fucking 67 yards a game on the ground is because teams are fucking throwing the ball because they're down 21-0 in the first quarter. I don't see that happening in this game. I think I don't, I'm not saying Flores winning by any means. Um, but anyways, we have two plays. We have 15 and a half and over under 59. Larry, what do you think? I mean, it's 15. It's Alabama minus 15 and a half. Uh, they are going to kill Florida. Um, if Emory Jones plays this whole game, I it's crazy. I mean, I watching Anthony Richards, like he looks like a bigger Tim Tebow that's more athletic. Um, he was doing that like that fake run and then just yeah. throw up touchdowns. Um, but it seems like he's not ready yet, and Bama is gonna murder this team. Um, I, Bama minus fifteen and a half easily. I'm not touching the total here because I don't actually think Florida scores much at all. Um, just watching, I mean, they struggled with such, such lesser opponents. Um, they definitely have talent, but um, I actually don't think Florida is better than Miami, to be honest. All right. Well, that's a wild statement. I have to cut in right there because Florida is better than Miami. And let me say just a couple of things is that the game's going under 59 going under 
Uh, Florida is covering 15 and a half. So I think the one wild card here is uh, when does Dan Mullen put in Richardson just to, to kind of play, or does he have some special packages for Richardson? If you look at Alabama's games, Mercer sucks. And, <laughs> and Miami, we've come to the conclusion that they're terrible. I mean, it's just that plain and simple. I don't, I don't. So they really haven't played a true game. This is their first true game. And I remember playing the, like one of the last NCAA footballs to come out where you could do like L1, L1, L1 for like the stadium volume to go up. The number one hardest place to play was the swamp. They're going to Gainesville. And another little thing I found out is do a little, um, do a little uh, meteorology work, if that's the word for it. Uh, there's a 60% chance of rain in this game. Uh, it's going to be humid as fuck. So that being said, uh, I like the under. I think the teams are both going to run the ball. I think Brian Robinson will have a good game. He doesn't have a touchdown this year. Well, but anyways, uh, Florida still keeps it within two scores, get a backdoor cover um, to end the game with Richardson probably running it in. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure that's the script of how this is going to end. Alabama is going to be up like 31-10, and then they're going to bring in Richardson, and he's going to get some last-second garbage touchdown and get the cover, put the under. So – I like Florida. I like the under. Book it. Um, all right. So last week I went nine and two with the money line dog. I think that gives me honors to go first on the cards this week. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, I'm excited to hear these three mortal mortal locks that uh, <laughs> are getting right. but so uh, remember we're both one and one in mortal locks. So um, but yeah, no, you your honors, your your leader, leader in the clubhouse today. So I have eleven games, and let's just say right now because when we do our just between you and I, because when I'm doing our year to date totals and whatnot, you know I'm just counting them. You know we are against the spread. It's not like we're just picking money line winners, uh, favorite winners. We don't we don't count those. We count dog winners. Uh, but uh, we'll say locks are worth three points, and our regular games are worth one. How's that sound? Like when we like tally it up at the end of the year. Uh, two different records, no points. Okay, so they're all just they're all just as is, right? Uh, we'll just yeah, display as two different records, but they go in. I think they go into the total as one. All right, perfect, love it. All right, so my card right off the bat, one of my favorite games, Maryland minus seven and a half at Illinois. Illinois showed us who they really were. They played Nebraska week one. Sure, they won. Nebraska's straight garbage. Maryland is on a roll right now. Watch out. That's all I got to say. Uh, next, I'm taking your team, Coastal Carolina at Buffalo. Buffalo, ever since their coach has been gone, they lost a lot of good players from last year, too. Buffalo just ain't Buffalo. And the public thinks Buffalo is this team from years past, right? So I like Coastal hooking the eleven. One of my favorite picks. Um, I'm going to mark it as a lot. West Virginia minus three uh, against Virginia Tech. Love that game. I think Virginia Tech plays very well at home. However, going on the road to West Virginia, this is going to be a huge rivalry game. I think it's going to be close. I still think, especially with West Virginia's previous games, how they've done, they lost uh, to Maryland, who we just talked about. It's a fucking powerhouse right now in the Big Ten East. And then won their second game when the blowout. Love West Virginia right here. Uh, next, 
fuck Nebraska. Uh, Oklahoma minus 22 and a half. I have no words for that game. Just It'll be the only time I pick Oklahoma this year. We'll just put it that way. Again, I'm kind of picking off you here. Nevada minus two at Kansas State. Uh, Kansas State's quarterback, Skylar Thompson, out, out for this game. One of the most electric players in the Big 12 is out. Take, give me Nevada minus two all day. Uh, my lock, this is all right, number two, I guess. Wake Forest minus six and a half. I think it's already dropped to minus five and a half. I don't care. Give me minus six and a half. Wake Forest minus six and a half at home against Florida State. I don't care if McKenzie Milton plays. I don't care if the other quarterback plays. Wake Forest is a dog this year. You know that, that, that clip where it's like, my boy over there, dog. This guy over here, dog. Wake Forest, dog. Don't forget that. Shout, uh, out, shout out Coach Bennett. Shout out Coach lot, Bennett. Got a lot of cats out here. We need more dogs. <laughs> Old Coastal Carolina, Coach. Oh, Absolute dude. monster. Trying to get him on the podcast. Dog. I actually called his superintendent office, and if for some reason, Coach Bennett, you're listening, yeah, it was me that left you the voicemail. Hop on the pod. We'd love to have you on. We're dogs, baby. Um, next, uh, last year, my baby was Colorado. Watched every one of their fucking games. This year, it's Arkansas. Uh, Arkansas minus 23, KJ Jefferson against Georgia Southern at home. Love that game. Uh, next up, San Diego State at home uh, against Utah. This is my money line dog. They are plus eight. Nope, I'm taking them on the money line. BYU has the easiest schedule before the season started. The easiest schedule in Division One football. This team that has the easiest schedule took down Utah. Utah has problems on both sides of the ball. I've watched a couple of their games or both of their games so far. Just kind of highlights and man, I, I told you in our beginning podcast like. Man, Utah's one of those teams, you know, I just really haven't got to see much, you know. I've seen them. They're bad. Uh, San Diego State, money line winner. Uh, next, I have Tulane and Ole Miss over 76. I'm not going to use the L word, but that's a fucking hot pick right there. Love that. Tulane puts up points. The Oklahoma game wasn't a fluke. Matt Corral, Ole Miss, needs to put up numbers if he wants to keep his Heisman race going. That's a big game. Uh, Arizona State at BYU. We just talked about why BYU is garbage. Arizona State in my last pick. So I'm only going with two locks, I guess. Uh, my last pick is Fresno uh, plus 11 and a half at UCLA. Fresno, man, they're a good team and they're flying way under the radar. Nobody's talking about them. UCLA is getting all the public hype, especially after being LSU at Baton Rouge. So give me Fresno State in the points. <sighs> That was a mouthful. What do you got there? I do like that Fresno State pick after seeing Oregon beat Ohio State. Mm -hmm. I do like So, I mean, you took a couple of my picks there. Okay. So, those out first. Okay. I'm close to that minus 13 and a half. I don't know where you're getting your 11 and a half. Dude, I'm picking um, my odds early. Like, when the lines get dropped, I'm picking them. But <clears throat> when did you pick yours? Let me just ask that question real quick. Uh, I mean, we could double check, but I mean, I still like the minus 13 and a half either way. Okay. Um, we'll figure that out. All right. Anyways. Yeah, no, I mean, coastal minus 13 and a half. Um, I mean, Buffalo's got a new coach. Um, I, they lost, they lost their star running backs, like multiple of them last year. Um, I, I mean, coastals, they're not overlooking anyone. This is probably one of their biggest, biggest road games, except the app state game. 
Um, so they're going to Buffalo. I actually like the over 58 in this game too. Um, Coastal's going to score. I mean, they're, they're getting into a groove here. They're not going to overlook anyone. Um, so that minus 13 and a half, not my lock, but two winners there. Yep. I, I'm also on Nevada minus two at Kansas State. Um, I love I love me some Carson Strong. Uh, do, do dubs their receivers nasty. I've talked about them. They've already gave me a win um, week one. Um, I like your Iowa Hawkeyes uh, minus 22 and a half. Kent State, it's just not on the same level. Kent State at Iowa, um, I think minus 22 and a half. I, 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 think, I think I was just a force to reckon with. If they're turning over the ball like they did against supposedly a good team in Iowa State at Iowa State, I mean, pray, pray for Kent State coming to can, Iowa. <laughs> can, can we be in the trust tree real quick? You know, it's just you and I, listeners, earmuffs, please. But can we be in the trust tree? I almost put Kent State plus 22 and a half on my card. Just going to say, couldn't do it though. Couldn't do it. I thought this was an easy play. I mean, that, that, that swarm that they have of their D backs and their linebackers, mm. they are very good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, my mortal lock is Oklahoma minus 22. Yeah. Nebraska's coming to Norman. <laughs> I think it's an easy lock. Yeah. Nebraska thinks. I don't even know how Scott Frost is still their coach. Yeah. Um, I mean, Adrian Gonzalez, is that his name? Martinez. Sorry, Adrian Martinez. Yep. Um, he's just not going to – he's not going to be able to handle anything in Norman. Um, I think Rattler will have a huge day. He's not going to throw two picks against Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to win by 22 easily. That's my mortal lock. Okay. Uh, I'm going against you in another game. Uh, my money line dog is Virginia Tech. Uh, <laughs> they are going to West Virginia, um, and they're going to win. Um, it's not a far game for them, and I, I, I just like what I've seen from Virginia Tech. Um, they look good. They take care of the ball. Um I don't think they're going to be scared to go to West Virginia. It's not very far from where they play. Um, It'll be a very similar atmosphere. Um, Probably not quite as crazy as enter Sandman. Um, Virginia Tech Moneyline. um, They have a chance to probably go to the ACC championship this year. Um, I have UCF minus seven at Louisville. Um, I like UCF a lot. I think UCF, uh, they're going to score a lot of points. Um, Louisville is not good. Um, they just try to recreate Lamar Jackson every year, it looks like. And um, I think UCF's just going to outscore them and take care of the ball and um, beat them. So UCF minus seven at Louisville. Quick funny story is I was reading on Twitter before this. Apparently the field director of Louisville football, right? guy is a huge Kentucky fan and fucking hates Louisville. It's like all over his previous tweets and whatnot. The line for the concession stand was around the corner, not even at halftime, like just in the middle of the game. There was mold on the seats, cut up field. There's a conspiracy out there that this guy is fucking over Louisville Stadium. So 
note to self. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. Well, give me UCF then. UCF yeah. has to right. easy. <laughs> I, I, I think UCF's a little underrated. Yeah. Um, and then let's see. I got the only other game I have Cincinnati minus three and a half at uh, Indiana. <laughs> um, I think they're going to work Indiana. Um, I, they're just better. And I mean, Cincinnati has to win out. So every game means a ton for them. Yep. Um, so I, I think this is a big game. And this, I mean, we already watched Indiana get smoked by Iowa at Iowa. Um, so I, I like Cincinnati to come in here and make another. They need statement wins. And I, I think minus three and a half is just not enough. Right. No, I, I saw that game. I, all right, so, like, if you did, like, a blind resume, like, all right, Cincinnati versus Indiana, like, what are you putting the spread at? Like, right off the top of my head, I think, like, minus 12 Cincinnati. The fact it came out at minus two and a half to open and now is up to minus three scares me. Something's weird. But I agree with all your points, though, to your point. Like, like all the stats and everything points Cincinnati's way. This win means more to them. They need this more than Indiana. So, like, I get that, but. Yeah, that spreads. Vegas is a creepy motherfucker. Um, any other games, though? No, that's it. I got 10 plays. Okay. 10 plays week. Um, yeah, UCF minus seven. That's a Friday night game. Coastal minus 13 and a half, over 58. Virginia Tech money line at West Virginia. We'll be on opposite sides there. Love it. Uh, Oklahoma minus 22 at or Nebraska, versus Nebraska. Um, I can't believe you like Kent State at Iowa. I mean, hey, I did not say that. That was in the trust tree. <laughs> anyway, uh, we're both on Nevada. We're both on Auburn, but I'm on Bama and you're on Florida. Yeah. I'll send these over. Yeah, it's going to be a fun week. Uh, we have an interview coming up here shortly. Uh, it might be with one of two people. We're not quite sure yet. Just trying to work out schedules. Definitely want to make sure that we keep the podcast keeping going again uh thursday at the latest you'll have my uh my tailgame video uh that we had it's kind of a crazy scenario i paid a guy 200 bucks friend of a friend uh just follow me around with this bad boy bought a gopro probably one of the coolest things i ever purchased in my life but definitely a fun experience great card coming up you know college football we're about a week or two away depending on when you listen to this away from conference matchups. So that's when shit gets real, real. And Vegas is catching up. Vegas is usually behind weeks one and two. They're catching up, and they know how to get close to that fucking line. So this, more than any time, is the time you need to listen to us, get your picks, make some money. Larry, any final thoughts? Uh, no, I'm just excited. Um, excited for Auburn at Penn State. Um, oh, yeah. See Happy Valley all white. And then, uh, yeah, can't wait to watch Alabama kill Florida. It's going to be a great week. You got two locks again from Bubs. Again, I'm 16 and six, no big deal. Just, you know, plus 9.4 units. Whatever, you know, just. Anyways, guys, pleasure. Let's go to the interview. Anyways, that being said, we have a special guest, Larry. We've had Chris Felica, some barstool folks, Iowa quarterbacks. I think this is our most anticipated guest yet. What would you say to that? I'm more excited for Harry Mack. Uh, <laughs> I, like, 
I've, I've seen clips on Twitter. It's electric. He loves he loves the fight game. He's out there interviewing fighters. Uh, I mean, excited for this interview. All right. So Harry, uh, let me just introduce you real quick. This is Harry Mack, co-founder of Bookie's Basement, known lover of avocados and well-done steaks, and also a big fan of hating taco pizza. So Harry, the floor That's is yours. That's not taco pizza. That's Doritos crushed up on bread. No. <laughs> We'll, we'll get to that here in a second. The floor is yours. <laughs> Thank you, boys. Thank you. That's that's quite an introduction. I, I very much appreciate it. I appreciate you guys and the Tub Club, what you're, what you're doing out here, giving college football picks for the people. We love it. Uh, yeah, you know, I, you guys can find me on Twitter at BBHarryMack. I'm, I'm always out here posting about fights and college football and Whatever else dumb, sh- whatever other dumb shit catches my attention that day, pretty much. I dig it, man. I dig it. Well, yeah. Uh, so obviously, this show number one. The first person I met was Mookie, who introduced me to Harry. But Bookie's Basement, we talk about it all the time in the podcast. Follow them on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, I think I saw a TikTok made. I don't know if there's any content yet, but anyways, <laughs> great follow. Tons of great characters involved. Uh, but let's talk. So, Harry, before we get into college football, I want to know the story of Harry Mack. Like, how <laughs> you're a New York guy, right? Yes, sir. New York guy. Um, how did you meet the bookies basement? How did it get to be like just you know, a group of guys getting together or kind of walk me through that? Yeah, it's funny. You, you know, we always say that Ross, Ross is a glue guy. You know, okay. Ross, Ross is the glue here. So Ross and I went to college together in india at indiana and uh ross and mookie grew up together so uh ross ross made that introduction long time ago now when we were some point when we were in college some point between 2014 and 2018 i don't know and uh yeah then uh so mook was doing some college football stuff at the time for um like total frat move and i think uh there was another site also and then um yeah, Mook had uh, what the fuck was the first site called? Not for sh- no, <laughs> not not some. I don't know. It was it was a dumb right, name. Right, right. It, was, it was a dumb name. It's not <laughs> important to get hung up on. We have a better name now, but uh, yeah, I don't know. We just decided to uh, you know, we're just a couple dumb guys who like gambling and uh, talking football, talking sports. It started with uh, started with college football, of course. That's. I think that's what binds all of us in the basement oh, yeah. together. Yeah, a, yeah. a love of this ridiculous fucking pageantry nonsense <laughs> sport of college football that I, I mean, you know, how can you not get enough of it? It's the fucking best. Best sport in the world. Um, all right, cool, cool. So, all right, well, my first question, me being the Big Ten guy, I like to think, being from Iowa, uh, are you a fan of college basketball or what, what made going from, <laughs> I'm guessing long, are, yeah. are you Long Island? Yeah. Shocking. I know. <laughs> who would have to Bloomington. What happened there? How'd that go? Yeah. I don't know. Indiana is like a big, they have a big like Northeastern Jewish population for some okay. reason. <laughs> I don't, I don't know why, but there's a, there's a lot of Jews from the Northeast at Indiana. So, you know, I felt, I felt right at home and yeah, I had some buddies going there and 
yeah, you know, the basketball definitely appealed to me, even though we sucked for like most of my time there. We were competitive <laughs> for like two, two out of four and a half years. Um, yeah, I guess I, honestly, I do. I miss the Midwest. I miss Indiana. Right. It's, it's a different pace of life. People are nicer. It's just, it's just different. It's different. It's true. Uh, Larry, the, or when I moved to Boston, uh, Larry, all like my buddies I met there went down to Coastal Carolina. That's actually a Sean Clear. I remember that from last week, Larry. I got transition from Boston to South Carolina. Is that oh crazy? baby, what a jersey, the McCall Oh jersey. my god, that was that was a gift. <laughs> that was a gift from Mook after last season. I I nailed <laughs> I've nailed my team of destiny two years in a row. I had the Shants last year, LSU the year before. And um, fucking UAB the year before that. They were absolutely oh. a destiny. So I'm going to – I need to pick this year's. We're getting into week two, three is usually where Team of Destiny starts to starts to take form. So I'm going to have to call my shot soon. All right, all right. But, Larry, is there a big movement from, like, Boston to uh, South Carolina? Or is that just the people I met there when I was there? <laughs> uh, I mean, Boston goes all over the place. Like it's cold. Like it's a lot of division three schools in the Northeast. Like, yep. they're, I mean, they have fun there, but it's not like, I mean, you don't get the college football atmosphere. Um, yeah. There's more of like a hockey atmosphere, which hockey's awesome. Like I, <laughs> man, college I went to a UMass there. Amherst hockey tailgate once and it was, it was a fucking blast. They, they do it up for hockey out there, but yeah, you don't get the, you don't get like a college football tailgate experience. No. So, I mean, I, I wanted to enjoy college and went to coastal it was before they were big. So, I mean, but now, I mean, the fun belts where it's at, um, Hell yeah. app state, ULL and coastal, I mean, coastal dominates, they just moved there a couple of years and they've, I mean, they've been excellent. Um, yeah. dude, Sunbelt has like sneaky produced a bunch of NFL players the past few years. Absolutely true. So isn't Buffalo one of those teams too, or am I way off on the Sunbelt? Buffalo is on the Mac. Oh, wow. See, all right. So I was well in, in the actual, which before, you know, 20 minutes ago, listener, Harry, you know, we recorded <laughs> art, but um, I talked about how I really just focus on power five teams because I know if I, if I broaden my horizons, like I'm going to start missing things, little things like this. Larry is very good on those mid major conferences. He'll tell me stats left and right. So that's why maybe for a slight second, I thought Buffalo was in the Sun Belt, oh. but <laughs> See, I'm like Larry. I like I like digging into the trash. I like okay, I okay. like garbage football that resembles a high school football game. Sloppy fumble sixes, just an absolute <laughs> fucking mess and disgrace. That's where I'm at home. Coop and score, baby. It's That's the right. best. I mean, it's the absolute best. Uh, <laughs> it's the best. I mean, it's the fucking best. I mean, Maxion kept me alive. They were playing like Tuesday, Wednesday nights last year, and like. I mean, I would just bet against – I bet against Akron. They were so – Akron and Bowling Green Akron was, was so really bad. bad. Uh, Akron Buffalo was really was bad awesome. and Bowling Green was atrocious last year. Yeah. True. It was awesome. Like, Tuesday, Wednesday night, it's like, I'll watch all, watch all these games. <laughs> all right, all right. So, before we – again, before we hop into college football picks, so, obviously, co-founder of Mookie's, uh, Bookie's Basement, you have – you know, gave us some kind of background on, like, how you got there. But when I got introduced to the group chat, man, you got like Hammer in New York. You got the Philly presence. You got uh, Jake, I think it is in D.C. You got 
the corn boy, which I, I thought I'd be like the initial Iowa guy. Nope. No. Yeah, you didn't even get that honor. <laughs> how, how do you how do you how do you gather these different personalities? Because I always like your tweets or whoever tweets from the account, like we've assembled the greatest minds or whatever. That's right, we have. Yeah, that's right, we have. <laughs> so where'd you get all these different characters from? That's a good question. I Luke and I both have our coaching trees. So I have okay. pr- producer Ben is a part of my coaching tree. Okay. Um, Sport Watcher is a part of my coaching tree. All right. Uh, Ross, Ross kind of counts for both me and Mook because we both right, just right, kind right. of, we both just kind of force him to do content. <laughs> Hammer, right. Hammer was, Hammer was brought to us by someone who's no longer, no longer with us. Okay. But made that introduction through just like you know, like fucking. Yeah. Twitter gambling DMs that are like the absolute fucking cesspool of the internet. Love it. <laughs> and that's how, that's how I got my start. I was just started DMing a Mookie college football summaries, picks, whatnot. Yeah. And it was DMs from a random de- degenerate. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a great fit on the, uh, on the college football play- uh, payoff. <laughs> Twitch.tv slash Bookie's Basement every Saturday morning. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. So... All right, Larry, I'll, I'll pass over to you. I don't want to. Uh, I, I want to know. I want to know about the fight game. What's going on? What have you been doing? I've seen some great interviews out there. Um, talking promos, talking to uh, some press conferences that you're doing. What, what's going on in the fight world? What do we got to look forward to coming up here? Yeah, I appreciate that, brother, for sure. So we got we got a lot of stuff coming down the pipeline. Uh, still September now, but October 27th. PFL championships down in uh down in Miami at the Hard Rock. We'll we'll be there, boots on the ground as always. Oh, yeah. uh, a lot of lot of guys from the Saralongo team got some big fights coming up. I'm I'm finally healthy again. I've been able to get in the gym with a bunch of those guys. And mm-hmm. first of all, just like watching them train together and work is fucking incredible. I mean, I watched I watched Frivola, Aljo, Marab, and Pumi uh, working wrestling yeah, the other day. Yeah. Dude, these guys go, it's like a two and a half minute, two and a half minute round, bell rings, and then they just flip to the next guy and just do it all over again. And they just fucking grind. It's insane. Love it, love it, love it. The pace that they push is, I mean, these guys aren't human and it's fucking, uh, it is a privilege to be able to just go and watch these guys fight. But yeah, October 2nd, we got uh, Pumis defending his uh, CFFC flyweight title belt in Philly. Hopefully we'll be out there for that. October... 22nd i believe we got dennis bazooka fighting uh fighting for a title out in out in atlantic city james gonzalez fighting for a title dylan mantello fighting for a title fucking a lot of young killers coming up out of long island right now man a lot of a lot of the saralongo guys fucking about to take that next step it's, it's awesome to be able to watch for sure and uh yeah i guess documented as a a fake yeah. media member I, I tweeted out that clip the other day but fucking yeah, that interview with Ray Longo was like a year ago last week. And I it was like eight, I was eight weeks off of hip surgery. And I told him, I was like, yeah, listen, man, one day you're just going to turn around and we're just going to be in the gym. We're just going to be there just fucking cheering everybody on. And like, yeah, last week I walked into the gym and Ray just, oh, hey, Harry. You know, it's funny how life works. What a world we live in. You can, you can post your way into anything. <laughs> well, I mean, and on that note, kind of to add to that, uh, another reason to follow Harry Mack on Instagram and Bookie's Basement on Instagram. 
I love watching those clips when you do get to go to the gym, whether it's either you fighting or you going to an after party with some of the guys. Like, it's crazy, like, the close amount of interaction that you get with these professional motherfuckers, man. I'm, I'm very grateful. It's, it, it's yeah. still wild to me that these guys give me the fucking time of day. Hell yeah, <laughs> man. Hell yeah. Um, all right. So we know where Bookie's basement is today. I mean, we have a good sense. Uh, or you guys have a good sense, it sounds like. And what is kind of your vision? Like, because, again, when I found Bookie's basement, I don't know what it was, to be straight up with you. Like, I don't know if I saw, like, a like from somebody or a retweet from somebody. But I saw it, and I just started loving the content all around. So oh, yeah. that was what got me initially attracted, and I know that's what's going to grow your fan base for, you know, times to come. So what is the future? Like, what's your plan, man, for, you know, this, this energy? That's a good question, man. That's a good yeah. question. I think I think the dream is, you know, we get we get big enough where Mook and I can fucking quit our day jobs and, you know, really, really put the full heart and soul into this shit, pursue it full time, and yeah, just put as much as we can into the content. And like, you know, if nothing else, the way that I, I look at things is, you know, I could never make another fucking dime doing this again. And I've still gotten some incredible opportunities. Like I've gotten to meet some people and talk to people and do stuff that like I fucking would have never dreamed about being able to do like, you know, growing up watching fights and and, you know, I grew up watching fucking Ray Longo and Weidman and Aljo and Ally yeah. Akita and, and all these guys. And like, now I just go into the gym and say what's up. And uh, you know what I mean? It, it uh -huh. blows my fucking mind. So it's yeah. like, yeah, yeah. you know, it's, <clears throat> of, of course, the, the dream is like, yeah, keep growing, get bigger and bigger and just fucking full steam ahead. Keep, keep, keep the nose to the grindstone and keep doing it. Fuck yeah, man. I love it. Um. I have one more question. Larry, do you have anything else before we hop over to college football? Uh, uh, our thoughts on professional wrestling? Are you completely against oh, it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No. So I I did a podcast a couple of months ago with our buddy, uh, our buddy Paul, our buddy Thick Flair on uh, on Twitch. And I think he's at, at Cool Step Uncle on Twitter now. But uh, <laughs> so he, he does a podcast for AEW recaps called um, – boom goes the dynamite and so he kind of he kind of like reintroduced me to wrestling i loved pro wrestling as a kid like i was at i was at the wrestlemania where trump shaved mcmahon's head in detroit <laughs> like i fucking i loved wrestling as a kid like i went to a bunch of shows when I, whenever they were at the coliseum out here on the island we, we would fucking go like uh, me and my cousins and shit it's like, I loved it growing up. And then, yeah, I just kind of grew, you know, I just like, you, you know, you grow disinterested, you, you get new interest and shit like that. But I'm definitely not one of those people who's like, oh, it's fake. How do people like it? Blah, blah, blah. Like, bro, some of the, some of the shit those guys do is fucking impressive. Like, those guys are athletes. Yeah, yeah. You still have to be a fucking athlete to do that shit for sure. Dude, but like, dude, I won't take, I won't take that away from them. Like, it's, it's performance art. It's fun. It's like, it's, it's reality television with like, incredible feats of athleticism mixed in like i can't i can't hate on that who cares i've never heard a better explanation of pro wrestling before quick little fun fact on my xbox i actually have the wwe network app courtesy okay. of larry right here he gave it to me when before i left boston i used to go watch like old wrestlemania's and stuff so larry shout out larry man hell Fuck. yeah great guy man uh, uh Monday Night Wars and like ECW, like back in the day, it was so good. AEW's brought some of that back. Um, 
but I, I mean, yeah, just, I, it, 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 like, I feel like a lot of people lost interest in like mid two thousands. I think the WWE product just got kind of shitty. Yeah, it really, it really did. (laughs) Yeah. But I do, I do feel as somebody who is like, you know, not like a devout wrestling fan, like what AEW is doing right now is definitely like much more catching my attention than anything WWE has done in like a decade, probably more. For real, for real. All right. So, Harry, first off, appreciate your time, man. Thank you so much for hopping on. We, of course, brother. Very glad to have Thank you for having me. Um, let's talk college football, what we're great at. So, again, the listeners just heard our cards. I gave out two locks. Larry, I am adding that third lock to this call right here. So, before I get into, you know, we discuss any of our picks, which, again, you know, we can share with you since it's going to get released tomorrow and all that stuff. But, anyways, <laughs> Harry. Give me some picks. Do you have a lock? Well, that's my first question. Do you have a lock? I think I do. I think I okay. do. I hate, I hate that a lot of my picks are public picks this week. A lot of the picks that I liked and dug into, I went and looked at the board. I was like, fuck me. Like, <laughs> I'm Joe Public this week, I guess. But the, the, the play that I'm most confident right now, if we're being just like, if, if you put a gun to my head and said, give me a yeah. lock, I'm giving, I'm giving you Army minus 34, man. Oh, UConn does okay. not. Be- I mean, U- UConn oh. is not an FBS team. They don't belong on a. F- I, they don't belong on a field with Army, which says a lot. And <laughs> Ar- so Army, Army got backdoored by WKU last week, but they fuck. They they dropped a sixty piece or fifty eight or whatever on fucking uh, Georgia State week yep. one. And I and I think Georgia State and UConn are honest to God probably pretty comparable talent wise. <laughs> I I think Army runs the fucking ball down UConn's throat. I think okay. the time of possession in this game is going to be hilarious. I don't think UConn <laughs> will have anything for that running game. I, I think Army covers the 34. Definitely get it inside 35. I wouldn't be surprised to see it uh, pop okay. up like closer to game day because I do think the money will come in on Army. Right. I don't think giving Georgia State enough credit comparing them to UConn. I think, <laughs> I think Georgia State's got – they have to be better than UConn. <laughs> You're like – you might not be wrong, Matt. Like you, UConn is fuck. It is disgraceful that UConn football program. Disgraceful. So before we move on to your other picks, can we get just your quick like gut reaction? Hawkeye fan, Hoosier <laughs> fan. Can we get your gut reaction from week one? Just let me hear it. Bad. Bad. <laughs> Bad. That's my reaction. Bad. All right, all right, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Panix looked fucking awful, man. He did not look good. Bro, I mean, I don't know if Cincinnati, Indiana is one of your picks. I don't want to like spoil anything, is it? Uh, I like I feel like I have to play Indiana. <laughs> Dude, at, at Memorial Stadium, yeah. I'm getting four points. Like, yes, I think the Iowa game is leaving a bad taste in everyone's mouth, but I do think Iowa is a way better team than Cincinnati. Not that Cincinnati's a bad team, but like this IU team still has a lot of talent. Fry Fogle, uh, probably a top top five receiver in the Big Ten, honestly, if we're being like just just straight up. By, by yeah. like we're looking at statistics. I don't think that's outlandish at all. Right. Uh, Pendershot is fucking great. Like there's there's talent there, man. And if Penix can just figure it the fuck out and not airmail every ball he throws, I see no reason why we can't. Uh, I, I'd say beat Cincinnati. I'm also going to play the money line. I think it's plus 165, right. 170 right now, but definitely no reason we can't cover four at home. 
So did Penix get hurt uh, in week two? Because I was looking at the stats of the game because I, I was Scott didn't watch the game, but uh, he split uh, some of the time. And I'm not sure because it, it was garbage time or what it was. But yeah, he split some time with another guy, Buttle or Buggle or man, I have to look it up here real quick. Yeah, no, I know the kid you're talking about. I think I think it was more just like a what the fuck's going on here. Let's uh, like, like, like a little Tom Allen, let's let's send a message situation. You know what I mean? I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. think he was hurt, although there were there were some current concerns coming in with the knee after last year. So maybe they're just being real cautious with him in a game that, you know, was was out of hand and didn't fucking matter anyway, but I think, yeah. I mean, the kid's got talent, man. Like, yeah. he, he was fucking good last year. He was accurate. He was, he was good. He made plays. Like, I I think he's going to figure it out. I think yeah. he's going to figure it out. So, I, I yeah, I'm going to – obviously, I'm biased, but I'm going to play I, the Hoosiers at home. I mean, at Iowa is just such – you can't measure anything at Iowa. Week. Right. It's a tough fucking place to play it. And I get it was an, it was an ugly game. It was a hideous game. But, like, yeah, opening the season at Iowa is no joke. That's a tough fucking game. Yep. And I'm looking here now. The Tuttle guy only had four um, attempts, so it, it had to be garbage time. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that is correct. Um, all right. So, Harry, again, we appreciate your time. We don't want to take too much of it. So, do you just want to let us know the rest of your picks? What do you want to give to the listeners? Let's get to – let's get – I. I need, we need two picks from the games that we previewed today. Oh, yeah. So we, we previewed uh, Auburn at Penn State. Um, oh. It's the whiteout at – I was about to say, I fucking hate Penn State, but it is so hard to pick against them in the whiteout at Beaver Stadium, man. I think the line's six. Six, um, yep. Yeah, so need, need a pick on that one from you. God, I hate to do it, but, like, I think I have to pick Penn State, man. Bonix fucking stinks. Bonix stinks so bad. And I don't think – I don't think he can go into Beaver Stadium in the whiteout and win. I just I just don't think he can do it. All right, we're moving on. Next game is – I, I, I think that's – Before I go off – no, no, no. I have – I have. Will you, listen to the podcast. It's great because I give a lot of great stats about whiteout games. I'm telling you. All right. But Larry is on Penn State, though. I'm oh, on no, no, not, no, no, oh, no, no, oh, oh. oh no, 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 and what, yeah, we saw that in 15 and a half Alabama. Uh, what, what, do, what do you got? What's the pick there? That's what's, what's the total in that game? 59. That's a bitch of a number. Yeah. Uh, my like, my gut instinct is bam, mother. I mean, 15 and a half is just such a, that's such a brutal, ugly number. Yeah. But I mean, I, I guess like, I, I guess like there's no reason that on paper Bama shouldn't win this game by 17 plus. Like they, I, I do think the talent gap is that wide, and I think Florida is is a talented team. That fucking I'm blanking on his name right now because I'm stoned to shit. But the quarterback has looked good so far. Emory Jones. Emory Jones. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you for for. He's awful. <laughs> he's he's terrible. 
He has two picks in his first two weeks. But but he has managed the game well, like we talked about. And then they have this backup, Harry. Uh, they call him AR-15, Anthony Richardson. He's going to be the next Lamar Jackson. He had 122 rushing yards last game. Um, Emory, Emory Jones is kind of getting like the, the seniority treatment. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. He's exactly. clearly the less talented player, but he's just kind of been there yeah. and stuck it out and he's yep. getting rewarded for it. <laughs> All another right. Guy, another guy's 6'4", 240, and he's a monster, but they don't, they don't trust him at all with the playbook. I mean, yeah. It's, Dude, that, it, uh, that defensive lineman Florida has, that kid who's like fucking 6'6", 375 or whatever, <laughs> that kid's a fucking hoss, dude. Apparently, he lost like 80 pounds since getting That's, to school also. He came in at like 430 or some stupid shit. It's fucking wild, to say the least. Monster of a human being. He's got moves. Kid. He's got wheels. I mean, for his size. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like you just can't you can't have that kid on the field in passing <laughs> situations. You just you can't fucking. I mean, bro, if I if if I am if I am pass blocking and that kid's on the field, I'm genuinely not even blocking him. <laughs> I swear to God, I don't think four seconds. I don't think he's getting to the quarterback. <laughs> just get out of the way and let him. Let him uh, yeah. <laughs> Just shift the pocket like a little, like three steps away from him, and you're good. But I mean, if he tackles, if he tackles Bryce Young, that might be it for Bryce Young. Yeah, that, that is true. That is true. Yeah. Um, Bryce Young, Bryce Young's a fucking monster, man. I, that's one of those games that, like, I might not wind up betting. That feels to me like one of those games that, like, if I'm betting it, I'm just kind of forcing. I'm, it's one of those games I would just be playing because it's on TV. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I called out the backdoor cover is what I think is happening. Like garbage time, Florida, uh, Alabama's going to be up by 21. Garbage time, Florida. I, I could absolutely see it. Yeah. All right, uh, Harry, any other picks? Those were our two main previews. We want to get your thoughts on those real quick, but any other picks that we should know about for the listeners? I, I kind of like Coastal minus 14, but that's another public play. I, oh. I really – I really oh, thought Buffalo would show me more against Nebraska last week. Nebraska's not good. I, I'm not going to – they're just bad. They're not good. I yep. thought Buffalo would be able to cover the 14. I think Buffalo is really, really missing Lance Leopold. It's, it's very clear yeah. that they lost their head coach, and, and, it, and it's showing. So I, I think Coastal should be able to win that game by two touchdowns, and I wouldn't see, be surprised at all to see that line over 14 on game day. Oh yeah, yeah. Grace, Grace McCall throw at least five touchdowns. Like uh, that's what I'm saying. Like I, we know Coastal is going to score, and I haven't really seen. I, I mean, Buffalo played well week one, but I haven't really seen anything that has shown me that they have the ability to hang with Coastal. So yeah, and and that is actually Larry and I rarely either a pick the same game or b agree. We all are on the same page on that Coastal Carolina with the cover. Uh, Oklahoma probably a bad sign, but let's go. You know, we're going to ride with it. (laughs) All right, Harry, anything else you got for us, man? (laughs) Man, I I think that about covers it. I I appreciate you boys having me on. All right. Um, Well, Harry. Last question. Who's Who's your favorite current fighter and who's your favorite fighter of all time? Ooh, very good questions. Very good questions. And questions that I always have difficulty answering. Because there's like, 
I have like combat sports brain poisoning. So like I watch fucking everything. Like I, I love Muay Thai. I love kickboxing. Uh, I've been watching, uh, there's a, uh, an African martial art called Dombe that fucking rules. I mean, it's Senegalese. They, uh, these guys fucking wrap one arm up like a, like literally like a club. They just wrap it up with like, uh, it's like, I don't even know what they wrap it with. And then you have one hand that's unwrapped and that's your blocking hand. And then the club hand is what you use to swing. And it is, it is glorious. It fucking rules. But, um, I mean, honestly, you know, Aljo has always been one of my favorite fighters, you know, a Long Island guy doesn't hurt that like he's been very, very nice to me in the, in the interactions that we have had. So uh, Aljo very well may be my favorite fighter right now. Rod Tang might be my Rod Tang is my favorite Muay Thai fighter for sure. He fucking rules. They, that got announced today. He's going to be fighting uh, Mighty Mouse, Demetrius Johnson in a half Muay Thai, half MMA fight, which should be oh. a fucking <laughs> spectacle. That's what I want out of like one and Asian MMA. Give me weird shit. Give me the, yep. give me the fucking circus. I love it. Yep. yep. With, with Sprinkle in the money, money laundering. Of course, of course. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, right favorite, favorite of all time. I guess I, I realized I didn't even fucking answer that question. I mean, G, GSP is always going to be a good answer. I loved watching GSP growing up. Uh, I loved watching Weidman growing up. Like, Weidman's definitely a big part of why I, I love this sport as much as I do. You know, like Long Island guy, fucking the All American, like, I, just a great dude, fucking. I don't know. There's, there's, there's a lot to pick from, man. Lots to pick from. For sure. I grew up, I grew up watching Pride, and I like, I love Feodor, and I love. There you go. Wanderlei Silva just coming in, like. Yeah, dude. I, I love Rampage. Like Chuck is up there for me. Chuck, Chuck and Forrest are definitely two of the guys that I, I go to as like two of my first like favorite fighters. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. but, um, yeah, man. I, there's a lot, a lot of good violence out there these days. Regional <laughs> MMA is back. Fucking, you got a bunch of bunch of upstart promotions going on right now. Things are things are looking up for for violence. You ever seen YB's fight? I have, I have. It's a classic. <laughs> it's impressive, man. It's impressive. I've, I've, I have felt, I have like, uh, you know, done, done some boxing, some kickboxing, like light sparring with some amateurs and shit in the gym, and uh, doesn't feel good to get hit by those guys. Oh, um, no, I took like four or five shots before I went in the ring. And then when I got <laughs> out, um, I had to, I ran to the trash can. There's like two cops just like chilling there, drinking coffee, just threw up all over them, like got on their shoes and shit, like tried to get the trash can. <laughs> Didn't work. Um, See, that's regional MMA. That's why regional MMA is yeah, fucking right? best. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, Harry Mack, again, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Probably one of my favorite guests we've had so far. It'll be straight <laughs> up, straight honest. It's, it's uh, elite company. Yeah, man. We do what we can. Props to the bookies basement. Again, follow them on every social that you can. Uh, Harry's going to be live with content. Like he said, he's going down October 2nd, October maybe 22nd. Keep those dates in mind. Be on the lookout. Harry, yes, you're a good man. You're a good brother. <laughs> I hope you have a great rest of the night. Bro. Absolutely. Appreciate you, boys. Thank you for having me. All right. Thank you, Harry.